welcome to the God of Our Podcast. I'm Ben, as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. We are one week out from the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's second piece of DLC, The Hidden Treasures of Area Zero. And as of today, recording... Yesterday, listening, if you listen to it on the Friday, we had the final trailer release, which feels a bit weird that it's called the final trailer when I don't, I know we've had other trailers, but the way it also feels like one of the first ones because it's been so long. Yes, like honestly, this is like having the final trailer almost feel, or the final trailer almost feels like, you know, we've had weeks and weeks of build up that. We really haven't. It has been almost radio silence. Both is this from... the only Indigo Disc-specific trailer we've had? It is, yes. And I'd even argue that this isn't, like, completely Indigo Disc-specific because... The, no, it, they only... lead you in with the teal mask. Yes, yes. Which I think is an, I think works and I think is needed because of some of the reveals that happen in the trailer later on and... I think it works because the, it, it, it's been no secret from the start that unlike uh, Sword and Shield's DLC that felt like two separate pieces, this is a continuation of both the main main game of Scarlet and Violet, but also the first piece of DLC, the Teal Mask. And I quite like what they did with this trailer in terms of it, it's it's very much split into three parts. You've got the introduction, then the recap, which make up a fraction of the trailer, and then it just goes all in of oh, you want information about what's coming? Do you have all the Here information? Have it all. Like if you're not bought in at this point and you need a trailer to kind of force your hand into either buying it or completing the first piece of DLC, or even picking up uh, you know Scarlet and Violet. This is it. This is this is what should be getting you excited. So I guess, Connie, are you excited? I am still apprehensive. I yep. think there was there was a lot in here I really enjoyed. There was a lot in here I saw and was like, mm, I feel like you could have gone a little bit further with that, which we'll come on okay. to later with like the legendary Pokemon we spoke about last week mm-hmm. uh, have indeed been introduced here. By the way, this is going to be quote unquote spoilers if you want to go in completely blind but we're reviewing a trailer this is we're only going to be talking about what has been marketed to us um we spoke last week about the legendaries we see those legendaries here they're not roaming around no it looks like they are literally just stood there in an idle animation until you approach them which is there are quests 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 are back quests are in the game Quests but I have course. seen a list of what the quests are, and it's like, eh. Are there, it's, it, are there lots it's of quests, them? It, I, I don't know. So what we've seen okay. so far is five, and oh. they're like quest <laughs> no. in name only. Okay, that's really disappointing because obviously um, uh, Legends Arc has had, what, plus 100, over 100? Again, we've, we've seen five. Five, okay, so there could be more. But it feels less like a quest and more like a... We'll, we'll come on to it. doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. We get to see a lot more about the uh, the homeroom, uh, the club, mm-hmm. the clubhouse. The I can't remember what they refer to it as. Um, your your 
your clubhouse, your homeroom, doesn't matter. Whatever they refer to it as, I'll find it at some point. Mm-hmm. We get to see a lot more about that. We get to see that the teachers who you can invite up interact with each other. Really excited about that. Really looking yeah. forward to seeing these characters interact because there is so much character to them and what i like about that is when this was originally announced it sound it it, they made it seem like it was your character interacting one-on-one with another individual but the the trailer reveals that you get interactions between other characters like um there was one point where um is it is the chef and larry yeah yeah that's correct yeah having a conversation with one another um so I'm really inter- interested in like those dynamics because one of the you know criticism I have a lot of the Pokemon games are you get a lot of outstanding characters in the gym leaders in the Elite Four, but they never interact with one another. They're very you go in, you talk to them, you battle them, and then that that's it. And I think actually I might be wrong here, but Scarlet and Violet had that interaction between the elite four members and they're all kind of bantering with one another which was yep. fantastic to see the you know that little bit of character growth and those conversations that you don't typically get so if we get more of that like fair play that that's fantastic news it is unfortunately it does look like the club room that's what they're calling it apparently mm. your club room is the only time we're gonna get to interact with the old trio um this dlc much like kitakami is very much focused on carmine and kieran However, we have had it confirmed. Kieran is well and truly on his villain arc, and this he's is... He's had his, his glow up, hasn't he? He is. He is well and truly the champion, as we expected him to be. He has pinned his hair back, and it's all yeah. purple now, because that's like the undercolor of his hair. It took me a second. I was like, is that Hold on. Kieran? Yeah. But yeah, he's same. got the yellow eyes. It's the same color that was underneath his hair. It makes sense. That is indeed Kieran. He is the... Villain champion, he is definitely positioned as a villain of this Mm -hmm. uh, DLC, which I'm looking forward to. Again, shame we don't get the original trio, though. They were were a lot of fun, and I wanted to see more of them. Agreed, especially considering, you know, their character arcs were, you know, nicely wrapped up in in the base game. However, you know, they had the opportunity here to do something similar to Black 2 and White 2, where you, you know, you get to see those characters. What what comes after that arc? Because, you know, their character arcs are very similar to what other arcs they've been in other Pokemon games, where you complete the game and then that's kind of, it's done, it's dusted, and you, you're left with these lingering questions of, well, what happened to these characters? And I would have liked some follow up on, you know, what, you know, what, what's the fallout of Arvin, you know, and what happened with Arvin's parents that doesn't really get touched on. You get that kind of, you know, at the end, and Arvin is upset. But like, what comes after? Like, let's see some of the maybe the healing process, and you know, Nimona after she's gone for so long being unbeaten to them being humbled by your character like what does that mean for her and maybe we'll get some of that in those interactions but again yeah i think they're missing a trick that they're not involved in the main story like in the teal mask and and it's very possible that when we return to paldea because again we are returning to paldea after we're done with blueberry academy and we'll come on to that in a second mm-hmm. it is possible that we get to come back and you know, really, I want to see Penny setting up these 
team star bases as training camps. I want to yep. see that happen. I want to see Arvin come down to the new section of area zero with us personally. And like, this is super speculative and definitely not the case. We see this crystal tree. So there's, there's a new mm. area of area zero that we're introduced to right at the start of this trailer. They knew what we wanted. And they gave it to us immediately. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, there's a new area underneath area zero that we know so far. And it's got a big crystal cavern that you go down, and at the end of it is this big crystalline tree. That's all we know. We, we assume that's where we're going to fight Terrapagos. Um, that's where it's going to adopt its terrestrial form. We see, and I, and I looked this up because I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about the fact that I think Terrapagos is going to have its big form that we see in Heath's diary. Yeah. On the website, on the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet official website, it says that. Um, Terrapagos's terrestrial form, which is the one where it looks like a big turtle, yeah, the one the the one that we've seen, the one that's in all the marketing material, is its terrestrial form and is the one it was originally found in. Okay, so I'm questioning now whether it's going to go Gigantamax big. I mm-hmm. would still love to see it do that. Agreed. I think there yeah. should definitely be a, you know, um, Ultra Necrozma kind of thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. a case of oh it can it contrastlies into its bigger form and then it hits a certain health point or it does a certain move and goes even bigger even further yeah. beyond. I like that. But I'd love to see Arvin come down there with us and personally I'd really like to see his father or mother just trapped in that tree. Oh. It's never going to happen. It's no. never ever going to happen, but would I would be a nice it. twist. Would be a nice twist. And you're absolutely right like they they knew what people wanted and this for me is a really positive outlook on the on on where we're going in this second piece of DLC because we have, you know, discussed are we just going back down to the area zero that we have done before or is there going to be new elements or new areas to explore in Area Zero? And straight away, you know, when they do that downward shot and then it goes through, you know, Upper Paldea, then it goes down into Area Zero and then it, like, goes to goes to black. And straight away I thought, okay, completely setting us up for, no, there's another layer down here that you haven't explored. And we get, like you say, two shots of that. We get that initial tree shot at the very start, that shot to kind of get, kind of make you go, no, you want to watch the rest of this trailer because there are things to be revealed. And then we get that crystal tunnel that you you mm. touched on that just seems to go on and on. And I'm really looking forward to seeing just how far, you know, down the rabbit hole we can go here and what is at the bottom. Because we do see Terrapagos in this trailer and we see both its forms as well. And I've got a note here, and I'm curious on your views, whether or not there are two Terrapagoses. And the only reason I'm thinking that is because the trailer, the way it's shot, and I'm sure this is just how they've kind of spliced it together, you get a shot of baby Terrapagos and big Terrapagos. Back-to-back shots, and the way they're cut is baby Terrapagos is looking left, and big Terrapagos is looking right. Maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but the way that trailer's shot is almost makes it look, look like two of them are facing off against one another. And we have had precedent for that in the main game with, you know, the, there's two versions of your legendary Pokemon, depending on which game you, you bought. Do you think that's possible? 
It's certainly possible. Uh, not entirely sure how likely it will be. Mm-hmm. Now, again, in fact, it's arguably more possible because of what Scarlet and Violet has already set up. So we already have two legendaries in this game. We yep. already have two Coridons. We already have two Maridons. And we know they fought each other. We know one was more territorial and one was more, um, you know, timid. So we have this set up and we know that, yes, Terrapagos uh, terrestrializes into this bigger form. Fair enough. But usually when you have these smaller form per- Pokemon, they either evolve, which doesn't seem to be the case. These are definitely mm. two forms of the same Pokemon. Which leads us to believe, okay, does it just massively grow in size or are they smaller parts of a whole? Now, if you go back to what I spoke about last week, weeks before, whatever, when we were talking about uh, the idea of Terrapagos being the prism Pokemon and Mm -hmm. looking at alternate timelines and futures and pasts and all that kind of stuff, you could be looking at different versions of the same Pokemon. Okay. So much in the same way as like you've got good Coridon, bad Coridon, you can have Terrapagos from our world and a Terrapagos from a different world that mm. have collided. You could also... It's all you, pu- purely speculative. It is. And what you could also have, like we've... One of the speculations we've had is Terrapagos originated in Area Zero. And then somehow has been ported over to the Indigo Disc, and you know we we kind of have hinted at oh is it in whatever their source of light is in the biome? Is it a possibility that actually there's a a baby form Trapagos there, and the big form Trapagos down in Area Zero? Could that potentially explain why we need to return to Area Zero? Because you free one of them, which doesn't seem to be happy where it is, and you go on this adventure to return it to where it came from, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're right Very about possible. this 2 Terrapagos theory, then you know, kudos to us. But, and just think, that's what the trailer led me to believe, is just the shots of it. I was thinking, mm, okay, I'm... Because it was such a... It was such a twist. I say twist. Like the, the reveal in the main game that there was two. Like I didn't clue in on that until basically until the revelation of it. And even then, I thought it was going to be it's the other form. So you know, if you're playing Scarlet and it's and it's um, Maridon, like the thing that booted it out was Caridon, and and vice versa. So the the confirmation that oh, actually no, it's the same pokemon it's just as you say more territorial so it was a it's a way that potentially they could do that kind of twist again but slightly different um i think uh, on, on on that thought sorry just mm. on that thought yes much in the same way as in that final battle you had to use your karate on because all your pokeballs got locked off yeah right? um we saw and and that was at that point the paradise protection protocol taking mm. over which is terapagos's power trying to protect the time machine and all the rest of it. So we see in this trailer that you throw out Coridon or Moridon, and then it looks like you try to terrestrialize them. Mm-hmm. Now that means that you're using a paradox Pokemon, which is brought here by Terrapagos, mm-hmm. and you're trying to terrestrialize it, which is using Terrapagos's power. What if that act is what sets it off? What if by trying to use that against it, 
it yeah. goes, okay, now you've returned this to me. I'm going to, I'm going to oh. absorb that. I'm going to take that power away from you. And, and now it's mine. I love that. And now I can be, now I'm whole again. Yeah. I love that idea because I am a huge fan of like the scripted battles that you get. So you've just yeah. mentioned about when your Pokeballs locked down like that. For me, I didn't need a clue. I was, just, you just go into the Pokemon. What can I do? And you just think, oh, what if? And, and you, you know, the game kind of nudges you in that direction. And it's the same with the, the raid battle against, and I'll talk about this I, a lot on this podcast where you team up with Zacian, Zamazenta and Hop to take on Eternamax. Um, like those scripted battles, I think are absolutely fantastic. And wouldn't that be amazing that I've got to fight this Terrapagos? Okay, I need to throw everything I've got only for it to backfire on you completely. I love that idea, and I, you know, you know, one one of the things that I love about this is while the final trailer trailer has given you hints of okay, this is where you're going, and these are some of the characters you'll meet. There's nothing about story revealed in no. this and however it does it does hint to the fact that yes kieran is indeed on his villain arc yes uh not blair what's her name uh, uh cameron cameron no who, no no who? heath's ancestor heath's descendant oh briar briar there you go yeah it, yeah we we see in a lot of the marketing materials that yes she is going to be heavily involved in this story and she is chasing down uh information from the scarlet and violet book so that's going to be there. But outside of that, yeah, there's not a lot going on here as far as story is concerned. But they give us enough. Just enough. Yeah. So yeah. that my brain is going over time, which is great. And that's which is all I asked uh, for. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to do trailers. Uh, you know, we've touched on this before. So many modern trailers for movies, but also video games. They just... They give away all the big things because, okay, this is how we're going to get the majority of people in. People that are watching this trailer, I like to think a lot of them will have... Not a lot of them. Some of them will have purchased the mainline game. They'll have purchased the DLC. They're already bought in. You don't need to reveal the story. You just need to build that excitement for them so that when it lands on day one, they go, yeah, I'm playing this. And then hopefully that positive word of mouth filters through. So, so I read a really cool tweet, uh, tweet by um, Sarah B. Joe, mm. who, uh, before this came out, said he really hoped it wasn't like the Oras final trailer, where they, re- okay. where they revealed the Delta story. Oh, okay, right. Because, of course, the Delta story was such an add-on to that game and would have been mm. really cool to experience for the first time. Now, this obviously does show us what the post-post game of Blueberry Academy is going to be, which is going down into the bottom of Area Zero. Mm. I, however, don't think it's quite on the same level because we knew that was kind of going to have to be the case. We knew we were going back to Paldea. We knew there had to be something in Area Zero. We knew there had to be something to do with Terrapicos down there. All they've done is gone, yes. Yes, what you think is correct, but here's a bunch more questions. Perfect. Done. That's it. That's all I needed. And I said it for weeks. Don't tell me the story. Just let me know there is one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this trailer, for for that element of it, absolutely hits for me. Mm -hmm. Like like you say, the confirmation that you've not got all the answers yet, but if you want all the answers, you're going to have to play this piece of DLC. And I, I just hope that it sticks the landing 
because as we've said before in previous podcasts, if if this story kind of wraps up the whole the whole of Gen Nine, it could potentially elevate it. And yes, there will still be issues with the with, with, you know I, I I still maintain a lot of the criticisms that I have of of the base game, uh, and a lot of the at my experiences. It's buggy, there's issues, but it's still fun to play. Now, if it's fun to play and it has a phenomenal end to the story, it elevates it slightly. And I hope, I really hope that's the case. And not just the story, but actually a lot of stuff in this trailer hints at things that, for me, would have elevated the, the base game of... Oh, you've done all the different, you know, the mainline quests. You've beaten the Titans. You've beaten the, you know, the um, the gyms in the Elite Four, and you've dealt with Team Star. But look at all this other great stuff you can do. This trailer hints at exactly that. Of oh yeah, you can go and do the Elite Four and and beat Kieran and catch up with Cameron. But don't you want to go off the beaten path and try all these extra things that are going on? Which just makes me so much more excited for this second piece of DLC. Okay, so should we start going over some of those uh, yes, extra please. bits that you can do? So I've yep. got notes here. I I okay. went through it 0.25 times speed. Did you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Watched this okay. trailer over and over Fantastic. and over again. Okay. And I've read all this stuff online that is available on the official website. So first and foremost, the Blueberry Quests, or otherwise known as the BBQs. BBQs, uh, yes. BBQ, BBQs are assigned out to students by the school, and completing them will earn you Blueberry Points. BP, blueberry points, impl- uh, you can spend them in places such as the school store or cafeteria, or you can use BP to do things like add features to the club room or invite other trainers you know to the academy. Take on group quests with your friends, which may task you with things like searching for ditto that have transformed into blocks. And then we also found on the website, there are a list of different quests that are available to this person. Um, One of them was catch Pokemon that matches the description. So you get a silhouette of a Pokemon and you got to go out and catch it. Okay. Sneak up on a Pokemon. Terastalize to win a battle. Photo a swimming Pokemon. So this is what I mean, where it's like, yeah, I guess they're quests. Hmm. It's more of a to-do list than a quest. Yeah. Okay, they you know, are... So for me, for me, the difference is a quest requires a storyline. Yes, yes. And, and and I always bring it back to Legends Arceus, the woman in the Trimeco. That, mm. that stuck with me because all I did was run around the town and talk to different people and say, hey, can a Trimeco live here? No. Or can a Trimeco live here? No. Or can a Trimeco live here? No. Oh, well, I guess it can stay with me. I liked it anyway. That's a really boring yeah. task that I did. I just ran around town, but the story stuck with me, and therefore yeah. the quest was good. Whereas these seem more like, go do a thing. Yeah, tick them off, tick them off your list. These are, yeah, like you say, there's, there's potentially no story there in terms of, uh, worst case scenario, it is a case of, okay, welcome, we're going to do some BBQs, and then it'll go... You know, you'll get a tick, 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 tick. Here's everything that you need to do. And then you go away, you do them, you come back, and they go, oh, that was great. Here's your BP points. 
You don't want that. What you want is each one of the each one of these BBQs to have a story behind it of, you know, oh my son really I need them to start to learn how to swim, but they're terrified of doing it. Can you go and photograph a swimming Pokemon? Um and then you know, you can have that story of, oh, wow, my favorite Pokemon can go and swim. Oh, maybe I'm not scared of water after all. Like, that is the kind of story that you need behind it. And yeah. don't don't tell me to just catch a big weasel. Yeah. Tell me about the guy who doesn't believe that they get any bigger than this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we need. I, you know, we'll have to wait and see and see if that is the case, if there are story elements behind these quests, and even if there are more quests than that. I am hoping they are just the starter quests that you get and relatively simple to do. The fact that one of them is around winning winning a battle with terrestrialization, like, yeah, we've, we've, we've done that. We did that in the mainline game. I, I mean, there are probably people that might not have done it, but chances are every single player has done it. They've had the option to do it. Um... We don't need that as a as a quest in this. The quests for me should be things that, you know, are difficult, are challenging, are quirky, fun. They have a story element to it. Um, yeah. So, and I, what I do like though is that this is a a different take on introducing BP yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm when you started talking about it, I, my f- first thought was okay this is how you get some of the rarer items or you trade it for your know, proteins and stuff like that fantastic i do enjoy that in pokemon games it gives you an extra you know typically they're tied to like the battle facilities so it's a great opportunity to get rewards for beating the end game content and really difficult challenges and then you bought up okay you need bp to what was it invite people to your to do up your club room and invite new people there mm, i'm 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 in two minds about that. How is that going to work? Is it going to be a positive? Because again, we've never had anything like that in a Pokemon game as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm aware. Um, but I do kind of like... I, the way I could potentially see this implemented is, and we see this a little bit in the trailer, that um, they invite, the main character invites Iono to their club, and then they get to do a trade. Yeah. So, so if you build up enough of a relationship, I have it here. Right. Uh, after you talk with special coaches a few times, they'll offer to trade a Pokemon with you. The Pokemon they trade with you will have a ribbon appearing for the first time in the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. The partner ribbon. If you have a Pokemon where it's ribbon, it will bestow with a title containing the name of its original trainer. So for here, they've got the Magnemite. So you throw out Iono's Magnemite. It's oh, I like cool. that. I like that a lot. I actually love that. It's, it's someone that hasn't really been a huge fan of the ribbon system and the fact that i have accidentally the other day i threw out a pokemon and it came up with a mark and i was just flabbergasted i was like i don't remember like how's it how's it ended up with this mark i have no idea but i do like those little quirky features that again help to tell a story behind the pokemon and it makes it feel like it's not just the same as every other magnemite out there something is different about this one and thinking about it now, the the BP being tied into these interactions with these, you know, uh, f- trainers, Leap 4 members, people that you've interacted with in the past. Suddenly, I'm thinking the BP isn't about progressing conversations. There is an end point in mind with spending these BP, like you say, getting rarer Pokemon. 
So I'm actually okay yeah. with that. I think that'll work. I think it's more about getting them to you than you having to keep feed them. I That's what just, I was... Once they're there, you just have conversations with them and build a rapport. Yeah, because when you were describing it at first, it felt very much like a mobile game microtransaction kind machine. of... <laughs> you've run out of BP, but if you, if you buy this, you can have another go. And it, actually, now that, you've, now that we've spoken about it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like there's a maximum amount of BP that you'll be able to spend on the individual trainer to get those dialogue options, potentially any items, and then maybe a Pokemon at the end of it. And it feels like there isn't a, like you say, a you spent BP and you've got nothing for it. So like that. There also, is another thing but, that we can spend BP on, um, okay. which is something I feel was meant to be included in the base game, given some of the dialogue that we've seen. Uh, you can change your throwing style. So the way you throw out your Pokeball I love that. can change. That, I, I love that. I, the fact that, it, like you say, isn't in the main line, in the main game, bizarre. Um, it, it's because Nimona talks about how bad she is at throwing Pokeballs. So it always led yeah. me to believe that, you know, were, were we supposed to have this? I think we were even really supposed to have this in Sword and Shield because Hop talks about how he's always practicing throwing out his Pokeball and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And we do see we do see the other trainers throw their Pokeballs in spe- very specific ways. We do. We um, do. More specifically when they Gigantamax and things like that. Would have been yep. really cool in uh, Sword and Shield. We're finally getting it here. Yep. Love it. You just gotta you just gotta pay your BP to the baseball club. The Why baseball, the baseball club? club? I, okay. I don't yeah. Don't because they throw balls. I I I guess. Like that. That's yep. probably the only link I can I can make there. Um, what, what are, anything else we can spend BP on? Um, let me have a look. Uh, main story. Right. So blueberry. So this is, this is a weird one. The, not so much to do with BP, but you have to do the blueberry quests in order to meet snacks worth. What? Okay, right. Run that apart. I know nothing about that. Run that past so, me. So, Snacksworth is the gentleman who will be giving us the specific snacks, the specific treats to meet the legendary Pokemon. So you must you must beat the main story of the uh, the Blueberry Academy DLC. Then, to receive snacks that allow you to encounter these legendary Pokemon, you must complete Blueberry quests and report back to Snacksworth. BBQs can be undergone in the terrarium at Blueberry Academy. So, yeah, oddly enough, you beat the main you beat the main story of the DLC. Then, if you do the BBQs, you go and talk to Snacksworth, and he will a give you snacks to go and hunt down these legendary Pokemon, which seems to be dotted all around Paldea as well, which is very cool. That you'll have okay. to go and find them, and I think he will. It is said that he will regale you with the stories uh, that he has had with these Pokemon. I like that. Which I okay. think is supposed to be a hint as to their location. Oh, okay. I like that a lot. Yes. Which, which, if that is the case, I it might be one of those where I actually do it without just going online and searching them down. I, think I that agree could with be you a there. Yeah. There's like that's for me is a difference between. Um, good implementation of finding things and bad implementation so for example the spikes in um that are in the ground in scarlet and violet i did look up a guide on that outside of a handful that i found while i was just playing the game because there's no hint system there's no it is just a 
if you stumble upon them. So, of course, I'm going to look up a guide to to uh, save time. But if there is, like what it seems with this, a case of, you know, oh, this legendary Pokemon, I encountered it on the tallest peak on, you know, on the on an icy mountain. Like, the reward for then, it's, it's a double reward then of, A, you get the Pokemon at the end of it, but also the, aha, I, I figured that out myself. And it doesn't have to be a complicated puzzle. But again, no. it rewards the player. We saw a similar thing in uh, the Teal Mask with not Nimona's parents. I still refuse to believe that. It's it's not Nimona's parents. Uh, yeah. Um the the the, the rich people. I can't remember the what the rich they were people, called. yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They sort of gave you a hint as to where they yep. go next. Yeah. So I, I like think that. it might be similar along those lines, and then you'll have the chance to catch these legendary Pokemon, which is very cool. It's a shame yep. they're not roaming. I agreed. I I would have much preferred, like you say, they they again. It's it, the, uh, the reason I think it's a valid criticism is because we have seen roaming Pokemon in Pokemon games before, and we've even seen it in the, the last time we saw it was in Sword and Shield, like where we got the mm. the um, Galarian version of Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres, and they were like you say, roaming Pokemon. So it's a shame. You know, we haven't got that implementation here. Really? No, is. I think it, it. I think Suicune looked really good in the trailer, where it overlooks yeah. the water. That looked like it was like pondering something. But it's whenever you see a bird, whenever you see a bird just flying in place, it's like, uh, oh, it, that's oh, okay, the that yeah. It, it really is unfortunate. I wouldn't mind so much if the bird was in a stationary pose in terms of just like like Suicune, just looking out over an area because then it feels like, oh, it's at rest. Like, no bird just kind of flies there for ages on end. Like, it, it, it's, one of the, it's one of the issues, I think, with flying Pokemon in Pokemon games that needs addressing at some point, unfortunately. Um, and like the Suicune one, is an example of where you could, you know, if they did, if they really wanted to go into roaming Pokemon again, like Suicune's one of those Pokemon that's been confirmed that can run on water. How cool yeah. would that look? Like, and we, and we, it probably will be able to do that in when when you catch it in this game because mm. we know that Walking Wake does it. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Walking Wake walks along the water. Oh, that's fine. That's. Okay, I'm hoping that yes. is like on purpose and not a, a glitch or a bug. Oh no, it's it's 100 percent on purpose. It's 100 percent on okay. purpose. Oh good. Okay, right. Fantastic. So that being said, not only will you once you catch these Pokemon be able to walk with them, but you will be able to walk as them. As them. Yeah. This is something that I think would have fixed my criticism of the team star bases way you know when you go when mm. you have to send out three pokemon and you're literally running around tapping the r button how amazing would it have been if oh no you have to send out and control the Pokemon. i think that would have yeah, fixed you, that you that- you can't get in here but you can chuck your pokemon over the top and they can go off fantastic yeah so it's called so- syncing in this correct so, yes, you use a device okay. called the Synchro Machine to see the world through the eyes of your Pokemon. Ooh. Now, we don't know. They say you can go off and you can battle. I don't mm. know if it's a case of you go off and you use one-on-one battles. Like, mm-hmm. if you run up to a Pokemon, do you start the turn-based battles? Or is it 
let's go feature where you're basically you run up to him you press mm. well not lnr because lnr seems to quit sinking oh l so you use the stick to move lnr is quit sinking and that's the only buttons we know so far right okay uh, you okay. can um, also use it during the you can also use it during the union circle so you can do it as a group just all four yeah. of you run off as pokemon which is very cool <laughs> it's just cool i like that okay uh, you'll be able to move them around and have them battle wild Pokemon. Okay, so that sounds very much like it's the it's the, it's the Let's Go feature. Okay, that is an in, it's a really interesting feature. I'm hoping there is a bit more under the hood when that gets revealed, and it isn't as simple as you are literally just you know it's 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 almost like a character swap you're playing as something else and you just battle as normal i i want something like i need a bit of depth with that i don't want it to just be a oh that's a cool feature and then you forget about it a bit like the let's go feature in the mainline game which was disappointing i i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this now and i hope there's more than what has been revealed in the trailer yeah, I I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to be the Let's Go feature with a different camera angle. Yeah, yeah, that Basically. sounds about yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, which is fine. Whatever. Uh, we already talked about the teachers that interact with you, they trade mm-hmm. with you, and they battle yeah. you as well, which is very cool. Yes, uh, you know what? That I okay. I, I have two two. I think two thoughts on this one really happy with it because it means that we finally get that fulfillment of you know the the promise that we had of you can do the gyms in any order but you can but if you want a proper challenge you do them in the correct order otherwise you're either completely under leveled or over leveled for the battles so i'm really looking forward to the fact that potentially we can battle some of the early gym leaders with a fully fleshed out high level team I think my frustration, though, is so why was this not implemented in the mainland game of some kind of level mechanic? Yeah, like, well, not even just a rematch of, if I want to take on Brassius last, he's still only got a pseudo-woodo and uh, uh, I forget what the other Pokemon have, maybe a smell if I can't remember. Like, I'm, I'm happy with this, but at the same time, this this should have been something in the mainland game of Oh no! If you take on Brastius last, he's got a full team of six Pokemon. It, um, but again, happy happy to see the fact that I can take on some of these early level gym leaders and really get to see what they're made of. Yeah. Um. Let's have a look. What other notes have I got here? Kieran is the champion. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, Kieran is the champion, and Carmine seems very distressed in a lot of this. Yeah. It seems like her brother has gone off the deep end and she doesn't know how to deal with it. So Which... you walk out into the arena to fight him and you can see her in the background clasping her hands, literally panicking for him. And the same in the marketing material in the big poster that they've released Yeah, you see at the end of this. She is petrified. Yep. She, she has clearly come round to you and lost her brother in the meantime. And... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of really excited to see how that dynamic plays out. Me too. Because Carmine was not the nicest person to Kieran, unnecessarily so. Yeah. So has he flipped the table? Has he 
basically because he he is if he's the champion now he must have a lot of clout in this school he could basically turn he could turn people against her if he wanted to actually yeah that's not that's that's a fantastic thought actually and again something that we've touched on before in this podcast is that while Game Freak will r- repeat a lot of the same formulas for what makes up a Pokemon game. They typically do variations and twists. So, like, even though we have had multiple rivals, no two rivals are the same. They all they always have different motivations or development or story. And what we got with Carmine and Kieran in the in the first piece of DLC is very much, you know. Kieran felt like, you know, potentially, you know, one of the traveling companions from Generation 6 are very timid, very kind of, oh, I'm happy to just go along with this and be friends. And his character development almost goes the way of, it seems to be more like Bede, perhaps. And Carmine's the opposite, where she probably starts out a bit like, I don't know, a cross between Blue and Silver. And by the end of the game, she's kind of maled out a bit, trusts you a bit more. And I'm really interested to see kind of, okay, how much do they lean into this story and the potential that, like, by the end of the second piece of DLC, they are completely different people to what we saw at the very start of the Teal Mask. And do we get it where, you know, Kieran, do we potentially get a hero's, a hero, uh, sorry, a villain's journey that maybe doesn't resolve itself at the end. We haven't seen that. Yes. Even even Silver at the end mallowed out and started to realize, okay, now nah, I'm I, I get it. And Blue was just a you know was a jerk for a lot of it, but was very you know humbled by the end. Like do do we do we get something Game Freak again? A a rival that we haven't seen before. Of you know every time you beat them. They don't mallow out. They don't change their ways. They don't come around to actually know what you should love your Pokemon and care for them. Someone that potentially just goes deeper and deeper. Unlikely is is my honest (laughs) opinion is unlikely Um, because I think we need to redeem him now. Yeah, I think that's that's our arc here is to redeem Kieran as we're the ones who messed him up, really. I mean, we're not. Carmine's the one who messed Carmine, him up. Carmine, Carmine gets the we full did, But we didn't. We didn't stand up to her at the time. Yes, agreed. So yeah. it's it's kind of our fault that he is where he is. Uh, so I would I would not feel great if I didn't manage to pull him off the ledge. Yeah, agreed. Would be a shame. Um, couple of little things we get to see mm. that Gita is there at Blueberry Academy now. Whether yep. that's because you invite her over to the club. And mm-hmm. she's a guest there, which I think we read at some point that she could be a guest. We know that the Elite Four can be and things like that. Um, so that's very possibly all that is. They also show back at the Academy in in Paldea, yeah. you approach a red-haired girl. We, we don't see anything about them. We don't see their face. Mm. We just see a girl with shortcut red hair. And I couldn't work out who that was and i thought about it for a long time okay and i didn't know why they were keeping it secret and they they the way they showed it was it had to be important there had to be something going yeah on. 
or else why include it? And I think it's Mila. Is that her name? Wait, the, 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 the fire star. team star member? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I think, okay. I think she's returned to school. I think that's what that is. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Which, if it is the case, does give credit to the idea that time has progressed and we are getting Team Star coming back to school. We are seeing the bases transform. We are seeing Paldea progress, even yep. if we go away to Blue Bear Academy, which is great because, again, there's nothing worse than us going off and doing another storyline that happens after we've completed everything in Paldea. Room. And then returning to Paldea and nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could you? So I, I know that I know this won't be the case, and this is me, like you know, wishful thinking of, you know, Game Freak doesn't return to Pokemon games to do sequels outside of Black Two, White Two, and you know, Gold and Silver. We got to go back to Kanto. How amazing would it be if once you've you know once you've done a lot of this? changes happen in Paldea, in Scarlet and Violet of, you know, you've just hinted it, you know, uh, Mila being there, but also more Titan Pokemon, perhaps, or other things going on in Paldea to go, oh, not only do you get a load of more content in Blueberry Academy, but that also includes, oh no, you also get new content in the base game as well? Like, how fantastic mm-hmm. would that be if, if we got that? And maybe it is wishful thinking, because what we what you've seen in the trailer is probably just a cutscene. It's probably just that little bit of a... He's a bit dialogue to kind of flesh out that something has, has changed, maybe an item or something else like that. But wouldn't it be fantastic if, you know, getting this piece of DLC and it, it just it just changes things in Paldea? Yeah, I, I, as I, as you say, I'd love to see this be a, a continuation of the story, a, a yeah. sequel of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd, it'd be yeah, fantastic. I would, I would very much like that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, flying. So we knew that flying was coming. We knew that yep. there was going to be at least a trial where you could fly. We speculated that you were going to be able to attain it to just do it in the overworld. It's confirmed. You you can fly in the overworld. Where so so where where's that confirmed? Is that in the trailer? So that's or? In the trailer. So that's both in the trailer and online. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Uh. So it can apparently be made permanent, allowing Coridon and Maridon to fly at any time, but only once you've made it far enough in your adventure. Ooh. Okay. Only okay, right. So that to me doesn't sound like it's a optional thing. So far enough in in your adventure implies to me that oh, it's part of a story progression that at some point you either unlock it by doing stuff or unlock it by progressing the story, and you might need it in order to get further. So I thought what was going to happen was that, you know, it mentions the flying time trials. I thought it was going to be optional of, if you want to unlock it, then do these flying time trials, and there you go, you've got it now. This potentially is 
Okay, what, what I'm thinking is that potentially, you know how um, we've spoken about HMs are really good because they allow you mm-hmm. to lock off certain parts until you're ready to explore that or it gives you a reward for going back to do things. The problem with flying time travels, sorry, the problem with the flying element is that it just makes everything open. Yep. But in the mainline game, the problem is everything is open anyway. Once you've beaten all five times, you can go anywhere and everywhere on that island. Wouldn't it be great if in Area Zero there is, you know, maybe you get to go to Area Zero quite early on, but there's actually like a gap that you cannot get over because the way that the legendary Pokemon, the ride Pokemon are built is that eventually they they drop off when you're gliding mm-hmm. so far. So what if like this is part of the story of we can't go any further until you know we figured out a way that Crydon and Maridon can get another boost and it's the sixth HM, if you want to call it that, of being able to fly. And potentially that unlocks new areas in Area Zero. Interesting theory. Counter thought. Mm-hmm. So we know when we get offered uh, the ability to fly the first time, it said, hey, you can have this. It's only temporary, though. So they have yep. the ability to bestow upon us um, these abilities, which all of our all of Coridon and Maridon's previous abilities were unlocked through Herba Mystica, which, again, yep. are related to Trapagos. We know those grew in Area Zero, and they were brought up into the mainland. So... For some reason, the Blueberry Academy have access to some form of Herba Mystica, which again is related to Terrapagos, leads me to believe that they have Terrapagos there, or a part of Terrapagos, whatever you want to think. And I think there's going to be, you know, parts of it where it's like, oh, this is temporary. This is, we, we, we don't know how it works fully, but this is temporary. And then as you defeat the Elite Four, more than likely you unlock um a secret as it were to where where this where these powers are actually coming from why you know somebody's trying to master it i don't know mm. Mm. potentially we know there's a chef in the elite four we do is the potential that whoa you've beaten so many members of Elite Four? Let me let me cook you something. Let me cook you this special Herba Mystica sandwich. But right on or cried on, here's sandwich pops out, devours it, unlocks the next power. It feels like it's not an optional thing. It feels like from the wording that oh, in order to progress, you will need this power, and to get the power, you need to do something along the journey of the story. I'm I don't wrong. know. I I don't know if it's necessarily a case of you need this to progress the story as much as it is you need to have progressed the story so much to get this. Okay. So yeah. yeah. And again, if we bring it back to Trapagos, if Trapagos is in tiny form, mm-hmm. maybe tiny form can't grow full full grade Herbamistica. So only when we get it big and full and powerful and back in Area Zero and around its tree can we grow the herbs fully and you know it's 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 a case of once you've beaten the dlc once you've beaten the main storyline okay now you can fly anywhere now you can do whatever you want Mm, potentially or another thought is that the baby can grow the herba mystica but only the fully grown version can grow the tree yeah 
Potentially. I don't know what that means. I'm just thinking out loud. Hey, I was going to say, I don't, we, don't, yeah. we don't know what the no. tree is. <laughs> no, we don't. Well, that's the thing. Like, is, is the tree... Like, it, it's, it's, it's I absolutely... hadn't considered it being Big Herba Mystica, but you're right. But, but, because, like, we see Herba Mystica in the game, but it is literally just... It's just the icon, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's, a, it's, it's a sprig, a, basically. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. I was going to say branch, but that's exactly what it seems like. So is there the potential? And they are very crystalline and glowing, and yeah. So is there a potential that like Herba Mystica are you get a you get a sliver, you get a fraction of the full power of what the tree is capable of delivering? Is that why? Bri- Much uh, Bri- in the same way as Baby Terrapagos is just a sliver of Big Terrapagos. Yeah, is that why Briar is Briar is not after this to find out what happened? The Heath to the ancestor. Briar knows what's down there. Briar wants the power. I hope not. Uh, me too. I don't I need really another... hope that she's she's really innocent in it. Yeah, I, I agree. Just a case of like, no, people said my great 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 granddad was crazy. I don't buy it. Yeah. I see, I would much rather have that because I feel like if they go down the Briar is the villain of the second piece of DLC, it feels like Rose 2.0. It, and yes. Because it's such a shame because Rose could have been actually a, a a villain that isn't just mustache twirling, a villain that is like, oh, I could see this in the real world actually happening. But what we got was just Rose at the end was impatient and... Yeah, great concept, terribly were, executed. Yeah, and I don't want that with Briar. I, I would love that... I, I honestly would like this this second piece of DLC and the where that goes is very much a you know there there is no villain it's just all these terrible things kind of fall in place of people being in the wrong place at the wrong time or you know family misunderstandings and Cameron and Kieran like that's what I think I want to see in this is you know a, a Pokemon game where there isn't a big bad because in the ba- the base game there wasn't a big bad. It was just you're on an adventure and you're dealing with the fallout of things that happened many years ago. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to see continued. As I as I've said yeah. before, I speculate that there's this conspiracy basically where Jacques and Clavel and probably Serrano all worked with a professor on the um terrestrialization project and all kinda know what's going on down mm. there and are all keeping it under wraps and the dragon trainer kind of knows what's going on but doesn't yeah. want to out them and maybe geet is involved because she's got a lot of power out of this and there's a lot going on that i really think they could they could play it where it's a case of we we overstepped once mm. now you're seeing the ramifications of it we yeah. need to step up and deal with this yeah. You know, maybe Serrano's still continuing his work. Maybe he's not. We don't know. I personally think that's kind of what's happening. You know, the the whole Blueberry Academy feels a little bit dark. As I say, terrestrialization by its very nature is kind of dark. Yeah. Like the the, the Yeah, the 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 fact that the the indigo disc the, the 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 biome that they've created it's it's just a man-made structure and like 
I know this is Pokemon, it's supposed to be kid-friendly, but let's be honest with you, in, in a real-world equivalent of that, there are there would be there are reasons why people do that, and I don't necessarily think it's benevolent, it's for the betterment of humanity or whatever. And I think that in this game, they they have the potential to go, no, this was created for a reason, and the reason ties back into whatever the professor was dealing with, dealt with, you know, twenty odd years ago down in Area Zero. Like I, I, I can't help but feel like it's really bizarre that this is a piece of DLC that, you know, it isn't even in the Paldean region. It's in it's in Univer. Like why make why make this? And for me, there has to be a reason why they've done that because what they could have just done is. Oh, it's, it's a it's a floating area just off the coast of Paldea. That's what they could have done. They could have gone the easy way. They like it, 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 you know, taking these extra steps to base this piece of DLC in a different region. It feels like they're 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 cooking something. They've got an idea with the story of where they want to go, and again, it t- it's a continuation. Like all these things make me think that hopefully it elevates the base game because it makes you appreciate that you makes you appreciate the base game more because of okay some of the co- the complaints that we had were are addressed by this because it is it's a continuation it is a case of oh no you weren't meant to have the full story playing the baseline game or the full experience because there was more to come i hope that's the case here's here's another random thought as well so we know that all of the Alolan forms are here. We mm-hmm. also see the Galarian Slowpokes. We do, yes. Um, so isn't it interesting that a guy who maybe has some connection to Terrapagos, a Pokemon that has the ability to change Pokemon's typings, is collecting Pokemon from all over the world with varied typings? Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, are, yeah. are they trying to, and again, this is the game that introduced uh, Divergent Evolution. Is it Divergent Evolution? Convergent uh, yeah, Evolution. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are they Convergent Species or are they attempts at creating <laughs> regional variants? It's a yeah, long shot. Yeah. Unlikely, but I thought you I were going think... to say I thought you were going to say paradox forms, like a, 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 you know, trying even, to create paradox so. forms. But it, even either so, way, yeah. it's, it's creating something else. There's and because I, it's so weird that their Pokédex entries say nothing other than oh well it's definitely not Diglett. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right, you're right. Maybe we are reading too much into this, but like for me, some of the okay, if if Galarian Slowpoke wasn't in this, then I think I would be less inclined to follow what you're saying because Hawaii but, is close enough to Unova that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but also like the fact that Galarian Slowpoke, there's no reason to introduce this in 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 this piece of DLC because. You can get that in the in Gen Eight. Like there hasn't been a gap. It, so why have they included Slowpoke in this game? They don't need to include Slowpoke in this game because you can get Galarian Slowpoke in the last game. The Alolan forms I could understand them including because some of them 
haven't been available on uh, since Gen 7, which is on a different console. But the fact that we've got multiple multiple regional variants, is there a story behind that? And to be fair, the story might literally be the case of, oh no, I just wanted to yeah, I just wanted to see what happens if I bring variants together. Yeah, we, just we, see we what... can bring them here because we've created yeah. such a cool biome. So even these Pokemon that live in very specific climates and conditions can live here. Yep. Yeah. There's there's sure. there's a lot of potential here with this piece of DLC. They're, they're like, yes. and I know we're hyping ourselves up and probably hyping the listeners up, but the from what this trailer has shown is this sh- is is delivering a lot of the stuff that we wanted. A continuation of the story, um, answers to to long-standing questions, side quests, new things to do, challenges. Um, you know, being able to develop some, uh, continue to develop some of those interactions and uh, friendships that we've built up in the mainline game, um, bringing back new and old Pokemon. It, 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 the PCLC just seems to hit a lot of the points that we were saying it needs to hit in order to be success. And I just hope, I just hope it sticks the landing. Please, I just want it to stick the landing. So bad. Fingers crossed. Again, if. If nothing else, it will at least be a hard bit of content to get through. The battles will be difficult, and yeah. that in itself will be fun. I think it's... I think... I hope it's... <laughs> there's such <laughs> a fine line between the two of them. It's I think and I hope it's going to deliver yeah. on the story. Yeah. Yeah. So. We then got... So that's the main mm-hmm. bulk of the trailer. I didn't see anything else. You've the, watched it uh, once, so I don't know uh, the, if you've uh, caught anything. The only other thing that I saw that we've that we've not touched on, but it's not new news to the. In fact, most of the marketing has been around this is the start of Pokemon in the wild. Like the trailer yes. just just brought that information out. We, we already we already knew it, uh, but it was just good to have that confirmation in in the trailer. Um, I think that is it. To be honest, with you. obviously we got a bit of. Um, uh, we got to see the double battles actually in the trailer because we've had it confirmed before via people that managed to got that, that got advanced uh, time to play it. Um, but so we got the confirmation of that in the trailer, even though we already knew it. Uh, just trying to think if there's anything else. This find, by the way, this finding Ditto blocks. I'm down for that. I'm really looking forward to that. Like, are the, you okay? So, okay. so the reason why is because again. It's one of that those things where okay, there are gimmick Pokemon in in all the Pokemon games, and I love the fact that they have taken something from Generation One, Ditto, and the fact that it's all smushy and can change. It's like okay, what can we do with this Pokemon? And again, it just helps it to feel more alive, fleshed out. It's unique. It's different. So I'm I'm completely on board with that. It depends on how far down the line they go with this. If it is just a couple of side quests, great. If it is, you know. Assassin's Creed 2 style of collect a hundred of them, that would just frustrate me. So there's a fine line here with with that. Um anything okay, else? Crazy thought. Cra- oh, crazy go on, thought. Go on, go on. So we know that I mean in Detective Pikachu Ditto can come become people. We yes, yes, know that yes. in the anime it can become objects and things. Yeah. However, in the games, we've only ever seen it become other Pokemon. If it's becoming blocks, does that mean that these blocks are giving off some form of infinite energy? Oh my god, right, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, 
that's about as far as that theory goes but (laughs) one of these days they really need to touch on like some of these theories that people come up with and they're not based on nothing they are based on nuggets that i think the developers actually leave in the games to kind of go yeah there's more depth here than you actually think but we can't touch on it too much because otherwise we have to explain things and it's complicated but i really would love to see a game that really does dive into oh yeah all this mysterious energy around pokemon let's let's dive into it a little bit um we've got a cool few extras to get you hyped up until the release so there are mass outbreaks uh, across both Paldea and Kitakami, and they will be available, obviously, in Blueberry Academy when that is released. Uh, Flabebe is in Paldea, Litwick is in Kitakami, and when Blueberry Academy is available, you will be able to catch military and mass outbreaks. Fun times. Okay. More exciting, you can yeah. get yourself a shiny Lucario. And a right free now. Master Ball. Yeah. Oh, With right a free now. Master Ball. Oh, right okay, now. right. I need to redeem that. Okay. Uh, which available biz- until Wednesday, the 3rd of January. Oh, that's amazing. Bizarrely, though, I've still not used my Master Ball in the mainline game. So I'm going to be sitting on two Master Balls, which I don't quite know oh, what I'm going to do. Oh, sorry, I lied. Uh, no. The gift will be available from the release of the Hidden Treasures of Area Zero. Oh, so you've been, 14th of December. You've only got a week to, a, a, a week to wait then. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? As someone that does you know, want to eventually complete a Living Shiny Dex... I'm not going to say no to Shiny Lucario. It's one less Pokemon that I need to track down. Um, um, so we have its we have its stats and everything. It's level 75. Knows Flash Cannon, Aura Sphere, Bullet Punch, and Ice Punch. Has the Steel Terror type ability inter- inner focus and will be in a Cherish Ball. Use the password Shiny Buddy with a one instead of an I to get that. Fantastic. Um, anything else from this trailer other than the fact that we are both excited and i think i just need to point out that next week so it drops on the 14th yeah so next friday is not going to be the review because that would give us one day to plate and unlike the teal mask which we flew through this feels like there's a lot more content that we probably need to experience to give it the review that it deserves yeah so we'll likely give first impressions yeah yeah and say whether we're excited, whether we're enjoying it, whether it is living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. But it will not be an uh, in-depth review. Uh, one no. last thing as well. Um, as of today, day of release, Friday the 8th of December, Dialga will appear in Pokemon Scarlet and Palkia will appear in Pokemon Violets. So you can catch them in oh. five-star terror raids. Um, as well as that, if you use Ooh. the password new moon is coming with again ones instead of eyes you can get yourself a dark cry oh okay that's right. from now until the 21st of december new things to collect always now um what i'm thinking connor because we have had a couple mm. of questions courtesy of last week there's I th- there's think i think there's one that i want to touch on this week and actually i think next week maybe we should save the rest for next week and give it you know, give people the opportunity if there are any burning questions that they have, uh, and then next week we could potentially do you know just answering people's questions as well as like say in a a initial thoughts on our experience with the second piece of DLC. So that being said, the one question I do want to discuss this week because it ties in with the you know the the piece of DLC comes courtesy of British Eagle over on YouTube. 
do you think they'll introduce a new typing bit to Rappagos? So we already know that it's going to have a 19th Terra type, mm-hmm. which is the sort of six hexagons, uh, six, seven, seven hexagons all around each other. Yeah. Um, no idea what that's going to be. The only Pokemon we've seen have access to it at the moment is um, Bas- is it Baxcalibur? Was it Baxcalibur? I was going to call yeah. it Basculegion. I was like, that's wrong. Baxcalibur. No. <laughs> yeah. So we know there's a 19th Terra type. I'm under the impression this is less of a type and more of a transmutable type. Um, yeah. We talked about it previously being some form of defensive. Uh, protein, yeah, which I think would be very, very cool. Um, whether it'll have a new, would Terast, would Terapagos have this type entirely? I think is the is the is the real question there. Mm. So it, it because Terapagos is offering up its power to all the terastalized Pokemon, it's allowing them to become all the different types. So that suggests to us that much like Arceus, Terapagos has access to all the types. Does it have this nineteenth type permanently? Oh, I'm now, going to lean. Okay, I'm, mm, I'm going I to like lean that. towards no. Okay, and the reason is because next generation, next game, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you can't carry it over. You can't. You can't have a 19th type that only shows up for one Pokemon in one game. You can, however, have a 19th type that is tied specifically to a gimmick. Because gimmicks get dropped and everybody expects it, so it's fine. Yes, no, that's a good point. And and Game Freak have done this before with gimmicks, i.e., you know, each game has a gimmick that you don't typically carry over. Mega got carried over for a generation and then dropped... Uh, we've also seen it where actually Game Freak aren't afraid to introduce Pokemon that can't get bought forward, and we've seen it with you know the starters and Let's Go um, that that cannot get pulled out of that game whatsoever. You cannot get them in any other game unless you are hacking or modding. Um, so yeah, potentially if they are going to say okay, Trapagos gets some kind of new typing, which might not even be a you know, for lack of better example, sound or gas, they're the ones that kind of get pulled out from fans that go, oh, you can have a space sound type. type, space type, cosmic type, whatever it might be. I think that, you know, if if Terrapagos is going to have a interesting typing, I don't think it's going to function in the same way as typical typings do of its has weaknesses it has strengths it has sometimes it's neutral or ineffective against a typing or or uh, receiving damage i th- i think we i think we are going to see a different typing for terrapagos but i don't think it's going to be what fans think it'll be and again I think it'll be tied to its terrestrialization power and the ability to potentially loan that out which ties into what you said of it's for this generation only. Enjoy it while yeah. it's here, and then we'll move on to the next generation, and you are locked out of that. That ni- I'm, I'm saying 19th type. That's I how don't they think promoted it, it on the website. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't think it is going to be 
a traditional 19th typing. I think it's going to be a... I think temporary typing is probably the best yeah. way to put it. It's, it's, it's very much tied to terrestrialization. Yeah. Yeah, and I think temporary typing works because actually I think that title works better because that's what we, that's what terrestrialization is. It's a temporary typing that once you've used it once and until you heal and uh, you know it, it, you only have it for that battle and it's gone and it's temporary in terms of well, it's for Gen 9. It's not coming back after Gen 9. So yeah, so I think I think we'll be getting a new typing. It just won't be what it just won't be what we've had before. Is it's not going to be the new fairy type? No, no, no. I, I think we. I honestly think we're done with introducing new typings. And I think if if we're more than likely to get anything in the future to mix things up, I think it'll be, you know, some kind of new breeding mechanic or ability mechanic. I I think that's the line they'll go down rather than because the problem is with introducing a new typing as well of you know when they introduced steel and dark it was there was 251 pokemon okay so it was quite easy to retroactively go back fairy typing when that got introduced we were at what 600 odd pokemon so again quite easy to go back we're over a thousand pokemon now and i think you know we're kind of at that point where they go introducing more typings is a time consuming both in terms of the Pokemon that moves and the impact it has on the meta as well of introducing a new typing. I think that's probably something that they don't want to have to deal with. Um, and just breaking like fairy fairy gets criticized for being overpowered. And I think they they fumbled fairy typing may and they made it a bit too strong. And I think maybe they learned the lesson of Let's not let's not touch, touch typings again. It's 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 as balanced as it can be, and I think they now play into that in terms of okay, ice and bug are potentially the two most underutilized typings. So instead of so they'll probably either buff them or buff the Pokemon that have those typings. Well, instead. I ice did get a buff this generation. Uh, the change oh, from he did, hail to yes. snow. The change from hail to snow gave it a buff. And like all the ice Pokemon this generation are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're waiting for Bug to get its uh, its dues. I think that's coming. Up. I think that'll come up rather in the next generation or two. We'll start to get an influx of Bug Pokemon that aren't your traditional. Oh, the great early game, but then Peter out. It'll be a case of oh no, these Bug are like really strong end game, and suddenly are. Oh, the powerhouses that can take down like psychic and, and some of the other typings as well. I hope yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else before we wrap up this podcast, Connie? No, it's, it's a short one than I was expecting, it, but I it, think we it, covered everything. I think, I think we have as well. I'm looking forward to next week. So we're only a week and a day away. I already know what I'm going to be doing that weekend. I'm going to be playing a lot of this. I'm going to try and power through it and enjoy it. Um, and it seems to be yeah, sending. I'm be trying the... to do the latter rather than the prior. Yeah, yeah. I'm and try it... and take my time with this one. Yes, yes. The teal mask. Uh, I, I think annoyingly, I powered through, but I think it wasn't a case of powering through because I was rushed to play. It, it was there wasn't a lot to go off the beaten path and do. I think. That... Yeah, I think uh, I knew how short it was going in, so mm. didn't bother. Yeah. 
taking my time with it because I yeah. was like, well, there's not a lot to do here, so let's just do it. Did you ever revisit it and get um, Blood Moon Ursaluna? I haven't, no. Have you not gone back to it, right? Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm very much, I think, with this piece of DLC, I'm, I'm not going to look anything up. I'm just going to go into it, and I'm just going to see how far I can get. But ideally, for the review, I want to have completed the story. I think that for that for me is my priority. But I want to try and get as much done as I can, so I can give it the best possible review that I can. Yeah, I'm going to be hopefully playing this nonstop. Good. Good. That's that's my hope. I want I yeah. want to enjoy this. <laughs> I know me, I've been very too. negative towards these games, but I want to enjoy them. Yeah, agrees. I, 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 I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't love Pokemon, guys. Yeah, and I just like please, please, Game Freak. I, I know it's too late at this point. It comes out a week, but don't fumble this second piece of DLC. I, I, you know, I, I just want what I said earlier on: a good story, good experience, good characters. You know, plenty of things to do, a challenge, and the trailer says all the right things. We had that with Generation 9's trailer of hiding a lot of the issues. So we'll see. We shall see. That's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? By the way, send us in some questions. I I want to answer people's questions next week in advance of the following week where we'll be reviewing the DLC. Uh, in order to send us your question, Leave a comment on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. Email email goldenrodpod at gmail.com. Leave it on our Discord channel or use the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. And before you go, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like. really helps us out. Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!